tonight at the Chokeslam Wrestling Report is New Japan trying to challenge WWE as they return back to Madison Square Garden coming up this summer. Also, we're going to have opinions and results from last night New Japan New Beginning main event matches. And also, we're going to be talking about Ring of Honor. We're going to be talking about WWE, maybe AEW, but we're going to be talking mostly about New Japan. So stay tuned as we start this new episode at the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Welcome back to another episode of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the ultimate one. And today, as I did the introduction, we're going to be talking about New Japan. New Japan um, had a show, even though I said last night, but reality was yesterday morning, about 5 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, they had the new beginnings where most of the main event matches was, well, actually the main event match, I believe it was, um... John Moxley versus uh, Minoru Suzuki for the IWGP United States title. And guys, um, for what I hear, it was a great match. But uh, John Moxley defeated Minoru Suzuki. But the the shocking part was Zack Zaber Jr. attacking John Moxley. And pretty much it's, that's like a challenge in Japan. You attack your wrestler or you step up into the ring and you tell him, I want a shot at your title. And it looks like... That's exactly what happened yesterday, but he didn't do, he didn't step up to him and told him, he just attacked him and um, put him in like in a chokehold and put him pretty much put out John Moxley. Um, Zack Sabre Jr. is going to be one of those guys going to give uh, John Moxley a hard time because Moxley is one guy who, you know, yeah, he's reckless, whatever, but Zack Sabre Jr., once he starts putting um, submission holes on you, he's like an octopus. You try to kick him, he's going to try to put an ankle lock on you. You try to clothesline him, he's going to put some arm lock on you. You get on the ground with him, he's going to make you submit some way or the other. I mean, uh, I saw him back in, um, in, in live in Madison Square Garden last year when he fought Tadahashi, and I saw how he was stretching Tadahashi's shoulder like with an arm bar. It was ruthless. And Zach Sabre Jr., you cannot sleep on this guy. This guy... I mean, I'd rather see him wrestle in Japan um, because he did compete in the Cruiserweight uh, tournament back, I think it was 2016, uh, but he did not sign with WWE. Uh, and I had seen him already in Red Pro when he teamed up with Marty Scroll. This was before, uh, a couple of weeks before Marty Scroll showed up at Ring of Honor. Um, Saxe Jr., this guy is dangerous. This guy, even though he's slim, he's skinny, he's going to give Moxley a hard time. Because, like I said, this guy is a top caliber wrestler. He's a submission specialist. This guy at one point had to evolve the pro wrestling gorilla belt. And I believe he had the rep pro belt all at one time. He was walking around with a bunch of belts around him. This guy is dangerous. So, for you know, for Mr. Um, Moxley, it's going to be something that he's going to have to deal with. And most likely it's going to be at the New Japan uh, World. I think one of, that's the next pay-per-view they have. 
Uh, I think it's the 48th anniversary. Also, um, and I said that was a, the the main event. It wasn't the main event. The main event actually was um, Tatsuya Naido versus Kenta. I, like I said, I haven't got I haven't gotten to see these matches, but I know this. Naito beat Kenta, and he was challenged after the match. No other than Hiromu Takahashi. Well, now you guys may not know who Hiromu Takahashi is. This is the guy who walks around with a little, with a cat, um, uh, stuffed cat. Uh, this is the same guy that Dragon Lee went and suplexed him or did a move on him, broke his neck. He was out for two months. Uh, he's known as the Time Bomb in Japan. He is the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. Chip, um, and he lost that. Uh, well, actually, he never lost that belt. He had to give it up because he got injured by Dragon Lee in a match, um, and uh, which he won. And this was in, I think, uh, two years ago. But he's the one now challenging Naido for the IWGP and the IWGP Intercontinental title. So, you know, Naido has both belts, the IWGP World and the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. So that's going to be a match that I'm really, really looking forward to because I've been teasing this for a while. Uh, before um, Hiromo got hurt, um, and won the uh, Super Juniors. I believe uh, Naido went and kicked his trophy and broke it by mistake. And he was like, oh, tranquilo, tranquilo, I'm sorry. You know, so that's going to be something to look forward to. Um, and again, New Japan, this is one of the reasons why New Japan is like top favorite promotion. I mean, then comes AEW. New Japan, I love New Japan. Uh, I didn't get to see a lot of these matches because I was having, first of all, my TV went out. So I had no TV for the whole weekend. I gotta wait for another one. It's supposed to come in tomorrow, so I gotta catch up with all this New Japan stuff and catch up with it. So then, you know, I get an idea what's going on. But New Japan, right now, I, I love it. The fact that you know they they continue to bring uh, good pro wrestling that you know that I crave that you know we don't see in the states. Uh, we'll be right back after this. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we're back. And uh, we go continue on to the third. I think was the third main event they had was Jay White versus Sonata. And again, Jay White defeated Sonata. I, I think in a way, I'm um, as far as Sonata is concerned, this guy is a great, great technical wrestler. He is the tag team partner of Evil, and they were that believe two times or three times uh, IWGP tag team champions. They won the uh, the. Oh my God! What is it? They call it. Um, they have a tournament, a tag team tournament, uh, the World Tag League. They had the World Tag League. Uh, they won those World Tag League tournament twice. And um, but Sonata is trying to be a singles wrestler. He has given uh, Kashiska Okada good matches. He beat, I believe, Okada and uh, G1 Climax last year. Um, so he got a title shot right after that. Uh, but Sonata's been um, overlooked. That's the way I, I see it. I mean, JY again, he beat um, Sonata, and JY is like the the biggest heel, and he is the you know, the leader of the Bullet Club. So you gotta have some type of guy who's gonna continue to be like the gauging um, 
heal. In case you guys don't know what gauging is, guess a, a, a word for a, a non-Japanese wrestler in Japan. It's called gauging, and he is the gauging heel over there. And um, and they making noise. And Jay White, uh, don't be surprised he gets that belt back. I mean, right now, uh, you could tell Okada right now is in tag team. He teamed up with Ibushi, and I think they had a tag team. I don't remember who they wrestled, but they went a tag team. Right now, Okada. Is being seized by Triple H. Um, that's one thing. He wants to get Okada. Okada's not leaving New Japan. Let's just get realistic. I don't care what you WWE fans say. Okada's not leaving New Japan. This guy is like a god over there. Why would he leave New Japan to come to WWE for what? See what they're doing to Nakamura. Nakamura should come back to New Japan. You know what I'm saying? But apparently he already, uh, I think he settled in and bought a house in Orlando. He's not going nowhere. So, um... Also, Rapongi Vice defeated Desperado and Kanemaru for the IWGP uh, Tag Team Junior Belt. Actually, they, became, uh, they retained it because they are the champions. Uh, Sho and Yo defeated Desperado and Kanemaru from um, Suzuki Gun. So that was, uh, you know, something to think about. You know, um, the, uh, the Tag Team Division, as far as the Junior Tag Team Division, is kind of a little weak in Japan. It's not a lot of junior tag team champions over there and the same thing with the, the uh tag teams uh like i told you last week gorillas of destiny ended up winning the iwgp tag team champion for the sixth time um so there's not really tag teams when it comes to japan there's a lot of good wrestlers one-on-one stuff you know is great i love it uh, that, that strong style i love that you know what i'm saying i think that beats aew and wwe and yes i'm gonna say that even aew I love that strong style, whatever. And that's why I think a lot of people uh, are complaining with Kenny Omega because Kenny Omega had to wrestle strong style in Japan. He doesn't do that over here. And if you notice, his V-Trigger is not as devastated as when he was in Japan. Because over there in Japan, it's everything is strong style. Everybody just go out there and they do strong style. And they're going to hit you. They're going to hit you. You're going to feel that. So it's a different environment over there. Um, so... Um, now let's talk about uh, the Madison Square Garden thing, which I said is New Japan trying to challenge WWE. I believe that by them coming again to Madison Square Garden is uh, pretty much letting WWE know, hey, guys, um, we're here and we're trying to get into the USA market and we're going to do it. And you know the, what happened with, uh, with New Japan when they had a channel. In the United States, which was Access Channel, but Impact, of course, when it, uh, well, they, 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 a company Anthem went and bought Access Channel, and then they ended up kicking out New Japan because New Japan didn't want to work with them. Who wants to work with Impact? I mean, where are all these fans that were talking about Impact? Oh, Impact this, Impact that. Oh, we're going to be better than AEW. You don't hear a damn peep out of, uh, uh, impact. The only thing you hear about impact is about Tessa Blanchard and her negativity that's following her now because she decided to tweet and open a Pandora's door and now she ends up with the world title, men's world title and now, you know, um, she's like a walking black cloud. So New Japan decided, well, you know what? We don't want to work with you. So they kicked them out. So now New Japan did a couple of shows here in the United States and we're going to talk about that when we can't back. And we're back. So let's talk about how New Japan decided to do their new beginnings uh, and the beginning 
or toward the end of January, but the, the way they started at the beginning of the year, it was to do uh, three shows here. And what I believe was one in Atlanta, uh, North Carolina. I forgot what was the other spot, but they did three shows. Uh, and most of the wrestlers they came through were in, um, I mean, they did a lot of tag team matches and, and fireways and whatever, but they didn't have like the Okadas. They didn't have the Bushi. Bushi was in the car, but then he got sick. Um, he caught a, uh, I think, the flu. No, guys, not the coronavirus. So just in case you, you know, trolls want to talk crap. Um, so um, he got sick, so he was taken out of the whole, all three shows. Uh, and meanwhile, what they did that, I think the final the final show was at the ending or the beginning of February, uh, ending of January, beginning of February, and they did a sh two shows, a new beginning in um, in Japan while they still had the other roster here in the United States. So that goes to show you that New Japan is looking for a market where they could air the shows. Now, wouldn't it be great if TNT will grab New Japan? And put them in the in the. I mean, I'm just saying, theoretically speaking, I'm making you know, uh, you know, some some dream uh, concept where you know maybe TNT goes and buy, I guess New Japan, put them in the in the show. You know, the ratings they will hit on TNT. You know, having AEW and New Japan. That's why I say, listen, it, it, it may come down to maybe New Japan working with Ring of Honor right now, and and New Japan working with Ring of Honor kind of amped up ring of honor because now they have the supercar show coming up in april and they already got jay white versus marty scroll uh they got uh, i think they have rocky romero in there they're gonna have will osprey they're gonna have kenta ishimori uh who else they have uh i, I don't think okada is coming but won't be surprised if okada shows up in the supercar i mean these shows are turning out to be good amazing red's gonna be in the ring of honor show supercar so how is it that crazy that uh, almost a year ago uh, um, that Ring of Honor and New Japan were odds because of what happened at the G1 Supercar. And here we go again, New Japan coming to Madison Square Garden and WWE territory, you know, to do a show. And I guess WWE doesn't really care. Uh, at this point, they figure like, look, we try to stop Ring of Honor. And next thing you know, New Japan jumped in. And we backed off. So um, they can't, I mean, WWE can't sell Master Square Garden anymore. And I don't care what anybody tells me. Master Square Garden is not sold out anymore like they used to. Back in the days, yes. I remember back in the Hogan days, Bruno days, uh, uh, Macho Man, Randy Savage day when I used to go and watch Ultimate Warrior team up with the Raw Warrior against Demolition. The, the Master Square Garden used to be packed from top to bottom. But now, if you go to a WWE event, you barely be surprised if the whole if the whole um, arena is filled because nobody wants to see that. So now you they talking about New Japan coming in uh, into um, Master Square Garden. Listen, and whoever don't believe me, and everybody was too busy at the WWE Hall of Fame at the Barclays Center, whatever, watching Bret Hart get attacked. I was at the G1 Supercard that night when Enzo and Kaz ran. Uh, jumped over the barricade, and that arena was packed. It was packed. I was sitting at the press box. That's how packed it was. That's how my, That's how the tickets I was able to, to, to get, and it was the press box area. So New Japan coming back to Madison Square Garden, listen, 
I'm really looking. I'm not missing this. I don't care how much the ticket costs. The minute that goes on sale, I'm going to get it. I'm going to show up. I want to see this because I love New Japan. I mean, the fact to hear Bullet Club theme song ringing at the at the arena, it was to me when that happened in April with uh, Bad Luck finally came out uh, in a battle royal. His song came out with the Bullet Club. Oh my God. It was that was my WrestleMania moment. I've never been in a WrestleMania ever. I don't think I will ever be in a WrestleMania. I mean, unless Triple H takes over. But let me tell you something. That was my WrestleMania. You know, I had a great WrestleMania weekend going to the House of Glory show first. It was the first time I ever went to the House of Glory. And then I went to Madison Square Garden. You know, uh, that I will never, never forget. That would be in my heart forever. So I will be right back, guys, with more news. And we're back. So we already finished talking about New Japan. So let's go to other news that happened during the weekend. The number one news that really, <laughs> I started laughing because I couldn't believe what I heard in the third sheets and what I read. Booker T giving bad advice, idiotic advice to the Revival. He's telling Revival, take the money and don't worry about nothing else. This is a, a, a WWE Shield, like one of my... Uh, favorite podcast that says uh, WWE Shield, who has the nerve to tell a young tag team that they should take the money and don't complain and forget about whether you're getting TV time, if you're going to get world tag team titles, shots, or whatever. This is what happens when a wrestler who's been in the WWE for so long, okay, and especially Booker T. Booker T, even though he was the enemy in WCW, and when he came in and when they bought WCW. But after a while, he was able, I guess he um, he did what he was supposed to do. He earned it because I could say he earned it. Um, and once he got his world titles and he won King of the Ring and he got all this stuff, uh, tag team championships and all that, now he speaks for the damn freaking company, for the WWE. How are you going to tell a young tag team like the Revival who wants to have control of the creative, okay, and tell them to take the money and forget about what's going on. Are you serious? You know, if that was you, Booker T, when you was coming up as Harlem Heat with your brother and this would have happened, you would have been pissed off. You would have not even been in the Hall of Fame, you know? And this is crazy how a legend tells a young tag team, oh, take the money. And, you know, forget about it, whether you're happy or not. You know, be happy that you're in a WWE. Be happy? These guys, not, it's not always about the money. And this is the problem with a lot of WWE trolls who want to attack podcasters like myself and others who speak the truth. And, 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 and you think it's about money. It's not about money. Some of these wrestlers don't care about the money. They want to have creative control, able to do what they feel is going to do something with the character and, the, and, and for the business. And you're talking about take the money. You know, that's why right now Rusev is sitting at home right now because he's in some contract dispute or whatever. They took him out of TV. You know, I mean, you know for sure that the revival is gone. They are gone for WWE. But, you know, they're going to add time because WWE is petty like that. And, um, you know, another situation. <laughs> The Matt Riddle and Brock Lesnar situation. The Matt Riddle and the Brock Lesnar situation. Uh, I don't know. I think they're playing with the fans' head. Um, some podcasters from the community say that 
you know, um, McMahon doesn't like Riddle because of what he was doing, calling out Goldberg and, and told him about he wants to retire Brock Lesnar and whatever. Then if that's the case, why would you put a video the night after the Royal Rumble, after word came out that um, Brock uh, uh, approached Matt Riddle with the thing of um, you will never get up to work with me, you know? Um, so that's the fact, that's the part that I don't understand. Why would they put that in their YouTube channel and whatnot? So it's, it's, it's crazy because right now, uh, if WWE was to put that match in WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar versus Matt Riddle, it would be, it would be something that you'd be surprised. I mean, it will make money. It will make money. So that part, I don't really understand it. Uh, I have no idea why they, um, the same McMahon don't like Matt Riddle because of what he did. I mean, I, I find him obnoxious also, but that's that's I guess he keeps it real, and I guess keeping it real in WWE is never good. So, anyway, other news: um, Shane Taylor, who I saw wrestle his uh, well, not his last match, but his final battle match, looked like he was going to leave Ring of Honor because his contract and ended, but he ended up signing with them, which I think is a is a good thing for Ring of Honor. Shane Taylor, um, he used to be the tag team partner of Keith Lee when they were both in Ring of Honor a couple of years ago. Um, Keith Lee right now is the North America NXT champion. Uh, Keith uh, Keith is doing very well, I'll tell you that much. Um, Shane Taylor, he was the Ring of Honor world TV champion for a while until his contract came up, and then he ended up losing that match, uh, his title to Dragon Lee. Um, so, but I'm glad that he signed back because at least they don't lose another wrestler. But Ring of Honor doesn't deserve to keep losing wrestlers as today. Uh, also, for Ring of Honor, Jay Briscoe is going to wrestle Mark Briscoe in their March 14, I believe, is a event called is the Past Meets the Present, which is you got to have a lot of stuff going on in that um, event. I'm really looking forward to seeing that because I want to see who comes out from the past, all that to come out. So that's something to look forward to. Also, um, EC3. Is, is EC3 heading to AEW? And the reason I say that, because on Instagram, uh, we had Chris Jericho hanging out with EC3, having drinks or whatever. Now, I don't know when EC3 contract is over. They're not using him. He was in NXT. He came back up. They came up to the to the roster. They have not used him. I think the last time I saw him when he fought Dean Ambrose, I think he beat Dean Ambrose at one point. And then, uh, for you guys who don't remember Don, Dean Ambrose, that's John Moxley right now. Um, so that was the last time I saw EC3. It is sad that EC3 left first place. He left, or oh, he got let go by WWE. He went and made a name to himself in TNA or Impact. Calls himself EC3, comes back to NXT. He does well. They call him up, and now you don't see him. You don't see him. They haven't offered him a contract. They haven't offered nothing. So if EC3 was to come to AEW, he would make a perfect tag team with uh, MJF and and Warlow. That would be great because the two two obnoxious do together. It would be like the dynasty and, and Major League Wrestling when MJF was part of that. But they were obnoxious guy, but. We'll see. I mean, I, I don't know what's eight, uh, EC3's contract when it's expired. I could do research on that and find out. Um, so, um, 
we will see. But anyway, guys, this is it. It was a very short weekend uh, of wrestling. Wasn't a lot of stuff going on. Um, and as you well know, this Wednesday coming up, they're gonna have John Mosley against Santana. Eye for an eye. This is what the match is called. Um, I got to see again the uh, Cody Cody whipping by MJF. Every time I see it, I get emotional because that was wow, brutal. When I say that was brutal, that was brutal. Um, a lot of people were complaining. Um, uh, I believe Bubba Ray Dudley um, and Cyrus Radio today, or Buster Open Radio, uh, was talking about if the Cody's lashing was too violent. And he said, well, is our fans today are sensitive? Yes, they are sensitive. A lot of them are sensitive. And you can say anything bad about WWE, they want to kill you. They even want to threaten your life. That's how bad it is. I mean, they haven't done it to me, but I've seen other people get threatened. Which is ridiculous. Which I, you're not gonna, you're not gonna scare me from doing this. I'm gonna keep doing what I do, and you know, I, like I said, I speak from the heart. I give my opinion. I do not say I'm the best podcast in the world. I, I'm, I, lo- I love the fact that I'm part of the community, but I'm not gonna get intimidated by no damn fan out here. I'm gonna speak my mind, and if you don't like it, you don't listen to it. If you like it, subscribe to 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 the podcast. You know, that's the way. That's the way I roll. So. Anyway, guys, th- thanks a lot for um, listening to my episode, the Chokesland Wrestling Report. Um, if you'd like to listen more to this, um, I'm available in almost every major podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Plus, or Google Podcasts, uh, Google Play, uh, what else, Apple, uh, Pandora, iHeartRadio. I'm all over the place, so you guys could check it out, the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Also, I got a YouTube channel called the same name, the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I just downloaded a video this past weekend that talks about is the Killer Cross signing coming back to bite him in the butt. Not exactly that, but uh, will we bite him later on? Also, an AEW wrestler who may have gotten fired or he may have Maybe sitting down uh, to his contract ends in AEW. Yes, an AEW wrestler. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see what happened with that. So you guys could check that out on my YouTube channel. Uh, if you like more information about me, you can go to my YouTube channel and you will click the links on top of that. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter on the Chokeland Wrestling Report. You can subscribe to the channel if you like the video contest in there and subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Give me a thumbs up. That will help my channel very great, greatly. Um, so, you know, check that out. So this is all connected. This podcast, audio podcast, connected to that, to the videos. I got a lot of plans coming up for this um, this year. I'm hoping to get some interviews with some of indie guys coming up, indie guys. And so stay tuned for that. Um, also, I want to give a shout out to R32 Store, my boy Vernick Alvarez www.r32.store. You like any apparels, you want apparels to be done, a shirt, uh, sweaters, sneakers, underwear, anything you want to be uh, done for you, an apparel, design, whatever, this is the man to go to. Again, that's the website is www.r32.store. Check it out. Shout out to my boy, James J.J. Santee and the Turnbuckle uh, tabloid and Mook and all of them. I thank you once again last um, this weekend. 
I was able to uh, hit them up. They have a very interesting topic, so you guys could check their um, um, podcast on Apple. They also have Facebook, Turnbuckle Tabloids. You could check them out. Um, they're usually on on Friday nights, and they have the um, episodes on Apple. So um, check it out. Apple Pocket. They're also on Spotify. They're all over the place. called Turnbuckle Tabloid. Till then, guys, I'll speak to you on Thursday. Again, Wednesday night. Uh, AEW, I believe they're going to have the Santana versus Moxley eye for an eye match. That's something to look forward to. So until then, guys, I will speak to you on Thursday when I do the AEW review for wrestling news and rumors. Good night. Perfect.